You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson and John Congdon. It's November 30th. That's going to be a very important part of the show. It's episode 361, and you're watching and or listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. We are a weekly podcast that streams. We talk about the PHP programming language, the day-to-day life of a PHP developer, and running a business that is focused on the PHP programming language, as well as the its surrounding community. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. And if it's not, welcome back. You can be part of the live show by joining us in our Discord at discord.phbugly.com. Discord goes all week long. Feel free to hang out in there and chat with us. But most importantly, during the show, you're part of the live show. That's what you see if you're watching the video on the side of your screen. There is the live chat that's happening in Discord as we speak. And they even add show titles and suggestions and things like that. Real important part of the show. But... What else is an important part of the show? The good people who sponsor us. HoneyBadger.io, PHP Storm, and PHP Architect, which is the company John and I run, as well as some fantastic supporters on Patreon. And we're going to circle back around, talk about all of them in a little while. But for now, allow me to bring on to the show my business partner, John Congdon. Just business partner now, I see. (laughs) I like the new music. Leading into well, the yes. show, a little, little maybe a little we, we, on the loud side, but it's good. We got we got a love letter from YouTube saying they didn't like our music anymore and uh, wanted us to change it. <laughs> Funny thing is, we're, we were not monetized, so it's like, okay, what are you going to take away from us? <laughs> exactly. It, it's weird <laughs> because we we use a service that we specifically use to allow for streaming music and music we can download so that we can use on the podcast and i guess whatever music we're using the artist decided to change their licensing model and something happened i was i was telling john about this we use pretzel we've used pretzel now for a while and pretzel has all these filters you can add to make sure you stay within compliance of whatever license is associated to the music that's playing. The one I always default to is YouTube safe and downloadable. That means that I can download the music and then I can add it to video and play it on YouTube. And there used to be a very big selection when I did that, like hundreds and hundreds of different genres and music that I could download. and when we got the notice last week saying we had copyrighted material on our video, and to John's point, it really didn't impact us because we're not monetized through YouTube. So there was, there's nothing for them to withhold from us, but we want to be good. We, we try to stay in compliance. We're not intentionally trying to do anything wrong here. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Pretzel, and something happened in the world of music in in licensing because all of a sudden where pretzel had so much music available to download and you that, that was downloadable in YouTube safe, that number shrunk 
massively where it was like getting hard to find something that fit for the intro. So that's how we ended up with new music. <laughs> We're getting some funny suggestions for titles already for the show. You mentioned a very important date, November 30th, 2023. Why is that such an important date? And why should people know what that is? Not only is it an important date, but it's an important time. Mm-hmm. So in the next hour, the uh, it will be the official close of the call for presentations for PHP Tech 2024. Why do you say the next hour? Why doesn't it just go to midnight? Well, it's because... PHP Tech 2024 is being held in Chicago, and so it based it's all based off that time zone. So I didn't even know that. I I I just looked at it today. Yeah, (laughs) I just looked at it today and realized that it's like, oh yeah, CFP closes in an hour. I'm like, well, damn, I I was a little bit more time to give our listeners. So if you're listening to this show and you haven't submitted your talk yet, you might want to do it fairly quickly. Well, we've because, had, because we can't change the date and extend it at all. It's, it doesn't it's work. Un- impossible. It's just not it's just not something that's that's built into the system. We've had a great turnout, by the way. Anybody interested? First thing, it's cool to see the uh, ticket purchases happening now. We're getting a, it's not crazy, but we're getting a steady little tick of people buying early blind early bird tickets right now. Which you want to do now because in a week or two that's the prices are going up. Go, yep, it's going away. But yeah, we've had looking at the numbers, a lot of uh, talks submitted. Now, it, what it represents as talk submitted might be the same talk submitted in different formats: a thirty-minute, a sixty-minute, a keynote. Right. But lots of talks. We're averaging, I don't know, being around four talks per speaker, per unique speaker, and we're well in the triple day digits of unique speakers. So pretty, pretty big pool of people to, to I was going to say there's, there's the actual like sessions per speaker number right there. <laughs> where do you, where, where, where are you on the dashboard? Yeah. So you have sessions, unique speakers, and then sessions per speaker. Oh, three. All right. So yeah, three. All right. Three, three. Three talks per speaker. It's, that's a good average. That's about what you want. If you're mm-hmm. submitting to a conference, not only our, our conference, but if you ever submit to a conference, three talks is a good number to submit for sure. Ben, you can still get your, your talks in. You got no. time. No, no. See, see, Ben lives in Nashville, so it's already past, uh, it's already past time for him. He's already lost out. Make an oh, man. I just that. accidentally closed Discord. Hit the wrong button. That doesn't work. Man. All right. Hangen, how is your week going? My week is, could be better. You know, ups and downs, lots of ups and downs. We haven't been on in two weeks. We we did not record last week. It was Thanksgiving here in the U.S. Had a great day. Family over. Can't complain there. And then I always loved the Friday and weekend after Thanksgiving. Friday is always the let's put the get all the Christmas stuff down, put the tree up, and just the kids and us. It's just the four of us here decorating. I try very hard not to let the kids play Christmas music before Thanksgiving, even though they tend to try all the time. And I'm like, 
stop it. <laughs> Not yet. But yeah, it was just a great weekend after that. And then the week kicked off. It's been okay. Like I said, ups and downs. I got stuff on my Trello board that we'll we'll get into in a little bit. How about yours? Uh went well. Uh, Thanksgiving was great. At the NorCal kid flew in. SoCal kid came over. Everybody brought their partners with them. Partners plus pets, apparently. Holiday weekend. We had a NorCal kid got a new cat. Not even a kitten. It, it's it was a rescue, a little over a year old, I think. But they flew with it and brought it to the house, and that was fun. So yeah, we had we had a great great dinner. SoCal kid did a majority of the cooking, like pretty much all of it. Current wife made one of my favorite desserts. One I I, I tried not to like, and I just could not but love it. It's it's a dessert she makes called Sin. It's like a pudding and nuts and oh god, it's just so good. I I've I've intentionally left a a piece for the current wife because I don't think she's had an opportunity to have any and it's been in there now for a couple of days and I don't know if I have another day in me to not go eat it because <laughs> it's the last piece. But that went well. I got my OCR refactor deployed. It was really nice because I used my goal this time was to abstract everything away so that we could add additional services without with less of an impact because the the service we had initially been using, I, I talked about in the past, it was meant to be a proof of concept. It was never meant to be a full app and it became a full app. <laughs> you, so, you proved the concept and the client was like, make it live. Well, we can sell this basically is what they said. We can sell this. We're going to start selling it. So I, I had abstracted a lot of, a lot of it away where each unique service now will have its own service provider so that whatever is unique to that service can be containerized within its own service provider. Then it has to adhere to a DTO, a data transfer transformation object to send it out as the API endpoint so that it adheres to whatever the clients are expecting to use is the DTO. So whatever the service is, it has to adhere to this T- DTO to get it out of the, out of the okay. system. So that that's been, that's been fun. I, I felt real, real good about that. I, I ran into something I thought would be really easy trying to, I, I tried to use enums. I think maybe I was, I I I can't. I guess I've kind of come to the realization that maybe I was trying to use enums improperly, because if you think about what enum is actually meant to be, I was probably trying to do too much. But what what it came down to is our client. Well, one of the one of the fields that gets identified through this OCR reader is a state, and the format of how our client stores that state in their environment. Is essentially the whole state name. And a lot of these OCR readers just try to do the abbreviation, you know, CA for California, for example. So I'm like, all right, oh, I feel like I could just make this, you know, and I'm, yeah, an enum. I feel, I feel like I could just make this enum where it's just like all the states and their abbreviation. And like the abbreviation would just, the value of the abbre- abbreviation be the full state name. And, and I thought if I did that, 
I would be able to get the full state name by doing a try from with the abbreviation in it. And I just couldn't seem to get that to work. And I swear, I thought I'd done that in the past, but clearly I hadn't. And I don't know. I could have, I probably could have flopped, switched them around so that the state name was first and the value was the abbreviation. But then I had the issue where the, the state name would have to not have any spaces in it. And you know, we have fun fact here in the U.S. Do you know all of our multi-word states are either a direction of north, west, or south? South or yeah. new is the other outlier. There's only one state that has multiple words that doesn't adhere to any of that. Can you name uh, that state? It, 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 it would be a tough uh, nope. one for Ramsey Ro- oh, Road. Road, Road. Yeah. Oh, I just saw that too. Yeah, Rhode Island. Yeah, Ramsey got it. I, Rhode Island is the only state in the U.S. that's not either new something, north something, south something, or West Virginia, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say West something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I learned that because I did a lot of looking at states. And the client actually has states. I actually named it regions because they're not actually states, but states outside the, the continental U.S., including Puerto Rico is one, Guam. They have, like, territories. I think they had a couple in Canada as well. I think they had Alberta and Ontario. Uh, so there are really regions more than states. Anyways. So anyways, I, since it was like very specific to this client, I just kind of made a, a, a service for the client as well that did that translation with a basic match. Yeah. But, yeah. That, I, that, I, that I, I feel sense. like I was doing too much enums. Yeah. I don't think I wouldn't think of that as an enum per se. Yeah. And like you said, a service using the are you using the actual match operator? Is it an operator or a statement? I always get them confused. I think I, I consider it an operator. But are, you're using match for that? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we just got eight two released to the point where we can actually write eight two code now. We were on seven four before. I'm not sure why my Browser currently says, oops, something went wrong trying to reload page. That's not good. Uh, on the restream page. <laughs> anyway. I, I just I just blocked uh, somebody in chat. I just blocked somebody in chat, so I think it has something to do with that. Okay. Anyway. So I'm able to write 8.2 code now. As Awoods points out, 8.3 just released. So we're now on the road to push towards 8.3, which is great, but the fact that I can write 8.2 code in the main code base I work in every day now is feels so nice because I get to on some of the very the smaller things. We have a, a small CLI script that we use, Archie script, that I get to run on 8.3 and I get to write 8.3 code there, but it's not my day-to-day. It's when I want to do something fun, I can go do that. But now I can, and it, it's great. One of my, I think one of my favorite new things that Somebody just submitted a 170 file, roughly, PR, was adding the never return type. I don't understand this. So being legacy code, there's lots of places that one call a function that we have called redirect, which just spits out a location and then exits. So it will never return. 
we have, for some reason, other functions that literally just call it exit. Don't know why, but we're not trying to change that per se. We're trying to make the code more understandable to a something like PHP stands. So the the things that just exit do that. We have other functions that literally just throw an exception. So there's never going to be a return from there. So adding the never return type helps with static analysis all the way down. And the amount of code that was able to be removed because of that, because all of a sudden PHP stand and PHP storm are like, you're calling a method that will never return and you're trying to do stuff after that. So you can remove all this dead code is really nice. So the this differentiates from the re, the null return type because null implies, hey, you're going to get a return, but it's going to be null. Right. Never means it's not coming back. You you get into here, you're done. Interesting. So, yeah. And it, for the most part, it almost all the changes were around methods that called redirect. You'd get in there it would exit, so it would never return. So anything that was called after that, which was usually an exit because, you know, why not exit twice? Or a return saying, I I told them to redirect. I don't want to be in this method anymore. We never hit those lines anyway. They're just added, just unnecessary lines within the code base. So those are now gone. I, I got to say, I don't think I have ever... Well, first thing, I don't think I ever knew there was a never return type and well it's new i don't think i've ever used it i don't know yeah, if i ever would it's weird that's that just seems like one of those weird things to use you're yeah you're only going to use it if your method exits or will always throw an exception for whatever reason it's, it's not but, but it's, is it isn't throwing an exception wouldn't that be considered a return type nope because you're you're not returning from the method mm. something outside could catch it but you're not going to return to that point in the code base. So you're not going to return to the line that called it. You're going to end up in the catch block below it. Gotcha. So everything after that call, after that function call, before the catch is garbage code because you're never getting back from there. Gotcha. Well, I, I mentioned we have some sponsors, and one of the sponsors we have would be a good tool that would help you identify when you might want to use NeverCall, PHP Storm. So let's hear from PHP Storm. Thanks to JetBrains and PHP Storm for partnering with us. PHP Storm is a cutting-edge IDE tailored for PHP and web developers. Whether you're a newcomer or it's just been a hot minute since your last dive-in, there's never been a better time to revisit with a slick, clean new UI, blazing speed enhancements, and a richer toolkit, it's transforming the way we code. It's time to start coding like a professional. Visit jetbrains.com forward slash PHP storm and kick off your 30-day free trial. Code smarter, not harder. Thanks, PHP storm. Thank you, PHP storm. So so you got you said you're moving on to PHP 8.3, which is actually a great thing. Can you believe we are at a point in our life where 8.0, PHP 8.0 is no longer supported? I know. Not even a little bit. (laughs) 
yeah, that was actually one of the the big impetuses to get to to get this finally released. Granted, seven four has been end of life for a while now, but the team was like, "Let's we're we're ready. Let's get eight two out because seven four is already end of life. Eight zero is now end of life. We need to be done." And eight eight one is only security fixes right now for like the next year. That's so crazy. Like we were just on seven one. It felt like there's there are a lot of people that are complaining about the pace at which PHP is moving with things like this, especially around security fixes. But I I remember back to the PHP four PHP five days where it lingered on so long that people just didn't upgrade. But the the point of the not rapid, but the very expected dates, like we are going to have a new release, is to help everyone get ready for it. Trying to make the upgrades easier. Going from five to seven was such a pain in the ass. We realized at that point we need to be more regimented around the upgrade process. Everyone should stay focused and, you know, have your deprecations turned on as soon as you upgrade and start getting deprecation warnings. Fix that code so that you're ready to to roll when the time comes. Well, not only that, but the tools that ha- that are now available. You mentioned PHP Stand earlier. The tools that are that are available to help people move forward to continue to move forward are so much better than they used to be. It used to be. I mean, I, I you, you mentioned the back in the five days. I think deprecation was the only thing I remember being able to have a clue of of what was going to break on the next release. I think there were some static analysis analyzers out there, but I don't think any of them were like, at least for me, I wasn't commonly using any of them back then. Yeah. Using them a lot now. It's so nice, but it's the, the more robust return types, type hinting mm-hmm. type support that we have now where we can actually use static analysis. Right. Ben Ramsey pointed out that there's an RFC in place right now to extend the life cycle by a year, uh, extend security support of by eight? another year. Of what? Eight? Uh, just in general, just because right now it's, you know, one year after end of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I think it's, yeah. I, 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 I want to say it's, it's a good cadence we have going in the php world but i also understand the reality of like big business and enterprise and how slow things move in those worlds that i i guess i can see the the reason for that the need for that yeah i mean it took on the team that we're working on that i work with it took a good year but he was very diligent of wanting things to be right it wasn't upgrade and pray it was (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that he wants wanted to be perfect before upgrading. Yeah. So there's pros and cons because a lot of your code will still work, but it's just not optimal. Getting yeah. getting the types in there helped so much. Something else Ramsey pointed out. For, first thing I, I would I would want to point out that 8.3, which was released, is a PHP architect. Contributor is one of the release manager, Eric Mann. I take a lot of pride in the fact that I finally got Eric elected as a release manager. But if you if you do if you are on older versions of PHP, Zen 
which is like a big company behind who who supports PHP long term. Zen still has long term support. You have to pay for it. It's not the free open source. Yeah, I just want you guys to support this. Be nice to me, like you get with the the current release cadence of the internals team. But yeah, Zen. We got to talk to the people over at Zen at uh, Longhorn. They had the table next to us. It was real fun catching up with them and what they've been to lately. So it's kind of cool to see them go out there, chug along in the PHP world. But they're yep. supporting older versions of PHP. Yep. <clears throat> I actually stumbled across when we came came up on the end of life of PHP. I stumbled across a new site that I want to share share with everybody called End of Life, and it has end of life kind of reporting on a lot of stuff. Not only languages, which. I have up on the screen now showing uh, PHP, but where did I just open this up at? I lost it. Oh, over here. If you look on on the left-hand side here, I mean, he ha- even has Pop! OS. It has the releases of Pop! OS, Python, RabbitMQ. It has frameworks in here. It has Laravel. It had, I think, WordPress. Symphony here, some Symphony here. Squid. I haven't used Squid in forever. That's fine. Oh, no, it's, what is Squid? It's a reverse oh, proxy. The- yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah I, was say, I, like, I didn't realize it was still a thing, man. Holy smokes! <laughs> you still have that in place in companies I worked at. Like I put that up, and then you, while it's meant to be, it's a meant to be a cache, but it's also a spy tool to see where people are surfing and to also restrict where people surf to. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, lots of lots of stuff, lots of stuff on end of life. It has a really easy API as well. I was messing around with the API earlier, <laughs> so it's uh, really cool. What are you about? Ken Rick, I wonder if it lists my career on end of life. <laughs> <laughs> Your career's not going end of life. You bought a ticket to to tech. Come on, that's now. right, man. You're just moving up you, in the world. You, you, your career's skyrocketing. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I thought that I'll add that to show notes as well. That was really cool to come across. I like coming across new sites like that. I got something that's not PHP focused, but I I did something for PHP Architect recently that I thought was pretty interesting. I upgraded the PHP Architect database in Amazon RDS, but I used their new, I don't know if it's new or how long it's been around, but their blue green deployment for RDS. And it worked really well. Explain to me again, what's the blue-green deployment? So when deploying code, it's you can, your blue is your product current production. I always get blue and green. It doesn't make sense to me, but I think blue is your current production. You then deploy your new version, your green version to a separate set of servers or however you want to set up your infrastructure. You can then point people to either or. So maybe you have a group of users that are now going to run on the green version, you know, for testing it. And then you can slowly move some percentage of your users over and you are increasing the the exposure of that environment. And then at some point you cut over and now you're on the green version, you shut down the blue, the blue version. So it's just blue-green deployments. RDS has it built in to where you can basically take a current RDS 
database, create a new version, and you're you're cloning it at the same time, except we were on 5.7. Now I had an 8.0 version that was my green version. It keeps it in sync. So while people are doing purchases on the website, all that kept flowing into the 8.0 database. So basically you're testing at least your inserts, right? Your inserts and updates and deletes, not necessarily necessarily your selects, but we don't do anything fancy, right? We do basic selects out of the database. So I wasn't worried about that. Once everything was up and running, I was fine. I then hit the migrate button, like move over. Now we're on MySQL 8. Simple as that. You know, Amazon RDS is not a cheap service, but man, they really do do it well. Like for what you pay, you you get your money's worth out of it. I feel like mm-hmm. I, 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 it's hard not to like RDS. RDS saved our ass a couple of times with the with their snapshotting, which was great. <laughs> One time when we were the snap it. the snapshotting the point in time. Time recovery, yeah. Recovery is really nice. The replication, like automatic replication. I've managed plenty of MySQL servers and, you know, setting up my replication isn't hard, but it's tedious. And when things go sideways, it is a pain. Yeah. And if it's you definitely ever one of those things you do have an to update on a replication. Uh, yeah. It's it one of those things you have to monitor, right? Because you take for granted it's it's replicated and you go and you see, oh yeah, your replication is behind like three days. It's horrifying. Yeah. Ha- having good monitoring is, is super important. Well, let's talk about some good monitoring, should we? Let's let's do that. Thanks to our friends at honeybadger.io for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring, like web development, can be complicated. There are tons of tools and techniques, but you just want to know that your app is up and that your customers are happy. When your customers encounter a problem, you need clear, actionable intelligence, not walls of charts and reams of logs to tail. That's why they built HoneyBadger, the monitoring tool we always wanted, a tool that's there when you need it and gets out of your way when you don't, so that you can keep shipping code, know when critical errors occur, and which customers are affected. Respond instantly when your systems go down, Improve the health of your systems over time and fix problems before your customers can report them. HoneyBadger is the application health monitoring tool built for you, the developer who cares about a quality product and happy customers. Be the hero of your team and sign up for a free trial and start monitoring today at HoneyBadger.io. Setup takes as little as five minutes. See what you've been missing and fix it. Once again, that's www.honeybadger.io Thank you, Honey Thank Badger. Thank you, Honey Badger. All right. So we got we got the November edition of PHP Architect out. We did. Before the end of the month. Like, Before the end of the, we had oh, days to spare. Days. <laughs> We had a we, we're taking a little bit of a different approach with the cover on this one. I, I really would like some feedback. If you subscribe to PHP Architect, let us know what you think of the cover. I'm not going to tell or you nay, what we pros or cons. Yeah, not going to tell you what we did differently. I mean, it, it, the the layout will obviously be different, but there's there are things about it that 
I'm interested just to see if you guys like it or not. Just give us some general feedback on it. If you're not a subscriber to PHP Architect, what the hell's wrong with you? Why are you here and not there subscribing at this very moment? We, we've been having internal conversations about but more ways to, to become a subscriber. And, uh, should we? Should, I, I haven't automated it. I want. To. I know. That's what I did. I was going to say, John's got a few things on his plate to, to get to, but I don't know. You want to you mention it or not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> that it, by mentioning it, it's going to make me have to get off my ass and do it, right? That's the theory. That that's the idea. Here, actually, actually, it would be let's 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 tie it all together. Let's sure. tie it all together. Here, let me uh let me get that let me get that up. First, let's we'd like to thank our supporters on Patreon. Yes. So uh, thank you all of our Patreon supporters. I, I left November on there because we're technically still in November, last <laughs> day of the month. So I did remove the turkey, but I I like the uh, light leaves in the background. Yeah, I do like that. It's very calming, that image. Yes. It's just the gentle sway of the trees. So he puts this up because we've been talking. If you are a patron at the $5 level or higher, we will include a subscription to PHP Architect Magazine. Yes. We say that. I now need to automate that and make it actually happen. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So uh, all of our, all of our, Patreon supporters who are at five dollars more, you can be a Patreon supporter as low as a dollar. I think it's a dollar, two dollars. It can be as as low as free. Oh yeah, that's right. There's a free tier now, isn't there? <laughs> but yeah, if you're if you're a Patreon supporter of five dollars or more, you will get a free digital subscription to PHP Architect. We're still working on it. Like John said, we need to automate it. If you really need it and you really want it, ping John. <laughs> No, for real. It'll help me get things done. The hard part is we don't get their webhooks are terrible already. Patreon. You're talking about Patreon's webhooks. Yeah, Patreon's webhooks are terrible. They're not very well defined. They, I mean, or documented because you go there and they're like, oh, these three are deprecated, but it's the only three that are documented. And then they have six new ones, but they don't really make sense as far as how they're different. Long story short, I have work I have to do. Bombard oh. me with, with questions like, hey, when is this going to be done? Make me make me finish the project. Yeah, we'll get it done. We'll get it done. But we're happy to do. We've been wanting to do something like that for a while. We've had a lot of a lot of discussion about the best approach for it and we've kind of figured all that out. It's, it's and nice. it's just yeah, and we appreciate you guys being patrons for so long as it as it has been yeah uh, I, I think we i think i think we need some buttery like a like a print copy as long as that guy's been a supporter <laughs> i'm not saying we will buttery i'm just saying i'm on your <laughs> side on this one okay i'm making that argument <laughs> ben what Eat the first one ever you, you know it. i i thought you made it too obvious but yes that is the first time anybody has ever called we, that out. We, since we took over PHP Architect, we've been doing that, Ben. So every month is what, different. What what Ben has stumbled upon was a little <laughs> Easter egg. John and I have been doing at PHP Architect for the last couple of years, 
where it says edited by, it used to said, say the, the editor-in-chief Oscar at the time, but there's so many people who are involved with the editing of the magazine now. We didn't want to kind of just point to one person. So every month we changed the edited by to some something else. And nobody has ever noticed until, at least to right. our knowledge, no, nobody has said anything to us about it. Uh, so that's crazy. Not, now you can go that's back awesome. and look at all the previous <laughs> editions and see who edited it. <laughs> that's great. I'm happy it happened live on the show. That makes it even better. Now, uh, now we should start putting our, our Patreon supporter names in there or something. <laughs> Brought to you by one of the Patreon names. You should you should not have said that. You should have left it be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should get a medal, Ben. I'll, I'll, I'll award it to you at Tech, and, Tech 2024. Just make sure you're there. One way or the other. That works. Yeah. Speaking That's of fun. tech, Speaking time of time is running out. Fifteen minutes left, people. Fifteen minutes. If you want to speak at PHP Tech, I, I am. Tech. I am beyond the speaking. I'm saying you. You now want to start getting your blind early bird tickets. Now is your time. Go to your go to your boss tomorrow if you have a boss, and say, boss, this is for the benefit of the company, of me. And everything else, you need to give me this ticket. Actually, that's not true. If you have a boss, you work for a company, you just pay the full price. If you don't have a boss <laughs> and you're paying for it, you want to go now. Every time you start the share in Restream, where it's grayed out in the bottom, and then as you turn it on, your mic is doing a funky crackle. I don't know why. Interesting. I hear I hear that of your mic as well. I was wondering if you if you were hearing it. Okay. Interesting. So, you know, we've run a, a couple of conferences now. We know what goes into it. We know the hassles, how hard it is. Edward Surzovs is that? I don't know how you pronounce this. Has taken it to a whole nother level. Oh my gosh, have you? Have you read anything about what this person has done? Uh, or you're you're asking me? I, yeah. I just read what was shared with us earlier in Discord. I yeah. didn't really dive any deeper. I didn't really care that much. Yeah, I guess what was said. No, I guess he puts on a conference, and then diversity is hard. Like we we work really hard. We want a more diverse conference. Like we support diversity at the conference. We we try really hard not to we try really hard to put on a good conference for everybody. This person went so far as to like create fake profiles so to make it seem like the conference was more diverse than it was to get more people to go to whatever conference he was putting on. It was just a like how do you go that far <laughs> to to lie that much about it? So so did did you can I'm not trying to call you out or anything, but did you, like I said, I read the article and I I read, I forget the person's name who, who was making those accusations, but did did you actually confirm that stuff? Like, it, I don't know how to, how it actually confirmed. I clicked on a bunch of the links and saw what people were saying. Yeah. So again, accusations, I'm, it just seems like, it, I don't yeah. know. I don't think it increased diversity of the conference i think it was 
it was, it was he it was trying to give the appearance that there was diversity but like then then the diversity would like pull out of the speaking engagement like there was there was a focus on this one particular tech influencer which is a real account i mean i i did check that out and the the accusation is that it, it was this account whether it's a real person or not all, all it does is, is like an echo chamber for this this other individual in his conference and it was the the person wasn't a real developer it was kind of the story how i was reading it so yeah I, i'm kind of with you john it's like i i read the story it it, it definitely comes from one person who who's seems to have some experience with it i i they i believe that they were they were they were slated to speak or i don't know i i i have to go back and read it again but i i had challenges kind of confirming what was being said so you people watching listening it's in the show notes go to it read up on it maybe our discord is so good at this sort of stuff and trying to find, yeah. you know, finding more information and more information about it. I would love well, it, to get that more information. Yeah. It was more that this person would, was posting as themselves and then posting in the fake female persona, almost the same information, but dressing it up a little bit, like adding additional emojis right. and yeah. then commenting on the conference on how good it was with diversity as a fake female person. So it seemed like there were more females, you know, commenting on, on the conference again, that's the accusation mm. on top of that using, you know, sex cells. So using half naked women or whatever in some ads or however they did it, trying to appeal to other people. I don't know. Just found it interesting. Yeah, but we are honestly interested in diversity. So, you know, it, it's weird the way I, I really want to stress, like, it's not something we intentionally try to do. Our first couple of rounds of kind of figuring out what talks interest us is a blind round. So we actually, when we give it to the people at PHP Architect to say, hey, what talks do you like? And then we, we also have other people in the community will invite in and have them kind of give us their feedback on talks as well. We don't know anything about the presenter. Obviously if it's a talk that somebody who's doing the reviews, you know, they might, if you're in the community enough, you kind of have an idea of who does what talks or, or maybe it's a talk you submitted, but just in general, it's, we, we strip, strip all that out. Then, I think it, you know, it really comes down to, you know, John and I will start to kind of review things. And again, we want diversity, but that's, we don't, I don't don't know how to explain it. Like we, we don't say, okay, we're going to make sure we have X amount of this demographic. We don't do that. We just try to make sure we have a good spread of topics and of uh, levels. Uh, one of the things we're going to be focusing on a little bit more is trying to have a track that's maybe a little bit more advanced. Because you got we got that as a big feedback last year, and it's a tough thing. I, it's a tough thing. Yeah, because, I mean, running a conference in general is a tough thing, right? I I was actually thinking of asking you, what do you think about opening up the the 
this rating of talks because the way I put it to somebody else is we have a, a group of people that you're basically comparing title and abstract. You're, you're not seeing any other information. Right. So it's like, what interests you? And then the cream rises to the top, right? We, we then see, we get a ranking of here's all X hundred of the submissions in, you know, what everyone kind of liked uh, in some sort of rated order. And then we can start to fill in, okay, we want these advanced talks, these soft talks, these beginner talks, whatever the case is. Here's the keynotes we like. Here's the 30 minute slots we like. What are your what are your thoughts about if somebody wrote to us and said, "Hey, I would love to help just go through the list and give my feedback." The given the fact that it it's not a quick thing. It does take a good hour or two at least. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not opposed. I I, th- I feel like we already kind of do that, don't we? I I think we probably go out and ask people more than last last for for this year's tech, we went out and asked people. Mm-hmm. We didn't really make it a hey. So you're you're saying like it. listeners of the show, if somebody right. wants to be part of this process, they can reach right. out to us. That's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Problem with that? I think it, it should be somebody just, who who's bought a ticket though. I think you should have bought a <laughs> ticket. That's how I feel about it. You get two votes <laughs> if you bought a ticket. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Your vote matters if you buy a ticket. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely down for it. I, I think the more the more feedback we get, the better. Like you said, it, the especially the first couple of rounds, there's so many talks. Like just kind of getting an understanding of what people are interested in seeing and trying to find talks that you you don't you haven't seen at other conferences yet is also another kind of sweet spot. I got I got that from somebody somebody who was had asked me, like, well, First thing, I need I need to take down the pay for last year's talk. So we have the paywall in front of the talk from PHP Tech 2023. And somebody had mentioned, well, why don't you start releasing it? And there's part of me, I'm like, yeah, that I wouldn't mind doing that. But also that that dilutes that speaker's speaking opportunities potentially. Like if, if Yeah, if they're I'm, not talk- a fan. I'm not a fan of that. And without express permission from the speakers yeah and and, and I, I think a lot of people don't understand that right you know it's like there there are there are people it, this this is not a it, i it, i guess even if it was a specialty talk like a laravel talk or something like that the, these these presenters will go and and give these talks at multiple conferences and the reason they can do that is because it's it's not out there for free yeah, so that's why we we haven't released them, and we have no intention on releasing them. I think Longhorn might be if if anybody's interested. They I, I they, thought, they mentioned yeah. that they probably will, but you know they may they may get feedback from the speakers prior to doing it, and they may not. I don't know. I I don't know if they had a any sort of speaker agreement. We did do that with Tech Twenty Three, only because I wanted permission to record them. Right. Uh, I didn't legalities laws are so stupid. I hate trying to deal with that. So I was trying to protect us, protect the speaker. I wanted it to be clear that yes, you will be recorded. Although I think it's common practice nowadays, right? Yeah. To have some sort of stream. 
And Ram- Ramsey says that he doesn't think it, he doesn't feel like it diminishes his talks and Longhorn will be releasing ones where a speaker has agreed to have it released. And that's great. Like that, mm-hmm. I, that's how I feel about it. Like if you, as the speaker want to release it, it's so easy to release these things on YouTube. Now, you know, you have that power. I think as a conference organizer, we just, you know, we leave that up to the speaker and, and trying to, I, I applaud Longhorn for, for mm-hmm. anyone to manage who wants it released and who doesn't want it released. To me, it's just like, yeah, if you want to release, you know, I'll, I'll give you the talk. You can release it. I, I'm fine with that. No, no, I like the idea of making that an option. If, if the speaker doesn't care, we can release it on PHP Architects channel. I would rather do that. Again, it, like Ben said, it doesn't, there is something to be said for, seeing a talk live mm. being able to ask questions every time a presenter gives it it changes a little bit you give a talk once you get feedback it's going probably going to change you're not going to give the same exact talk i mean it'll be really close but it'll be tweaked a little bit fixed whatever the case may be but then being able to that q a during after the talk sitting with the speaker at lunch or afterwards at a conference that's where the value is really at that's the thing that it's so hard to convince somebody who hasn't been to an in-person conference how beneficial that is like to have somebody like ben or somebody like sarah or you know even these people who speak at these conferences or, or attend these conferences and sit down at lunchtime and just kind of have general conversations with them or or the Q and A's after the talks are, are just so incredible, just so incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it's at. <clears throat> so I'm getting excited for it. Uh, yeah, we're we're coming up to having to start to do things again. Like we have <laughs> a nice little break of okay, websites all for papers are out. You know, it, it's that time. I can't get my arm over. It's it's midnight. It's closed. Closed. Officially it, closed. Actually closed? We have to update the website now. Well, we didn't plan on that. Open cognito mode. It is closed. Sorry, <laughs> no longer possible. We we had five during this during the show in the last hour. Really? Yeah. You guys are awesome, man. Look at that. Is <laughs> there still time to submit? What happened? <laughs> Sarah. Is there still, oh, still time here. to submit? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, did I don't know? Did did Sarah actually get talks in this time? Um, I hope so. Nope. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Finished less than an hour ago. There you go, live on the show. Shut the door on you. Shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I don't know what else you got. Anything? Anything else? We just got to. I feel like I had something else. Oh, I, uh, I, you know me. I love my, uh, I love my filament. And Dan and the filament team has released their new version of filament PHP three point one. Got released yesterday, I think. The 29th. Was that yesterday? Yeah. So uh, for all you filament people out there. Check out uh, the new release, Dan's uh, Filament PHP. 
3.1. They they did a lot of uh, hard work on it, so I need to go upgrade a few things, including Tech TV, which we just talked about. So <laughs> need to update that. Always so much to to work on. And Symphony 7.0 got released as well, which I need to get back into Symphony now. Although I got to be honest with you, man, that what was the package called? API Platform. I think that's my next thing, man. I think mm. I'm going to start building some stuff in API Platform. Uh, I know fucking Steve's been doing some stuff in API Platform as well. So, yeah, gotta I gotta get gotta get me some of that. Gotta get yeah, it looks, that. definitely looks interesting. Ben is talking about Peter Meth and his son Easton. They were at Longhorn. Yeah, that that's really cool. When you when you can go to a conference with your kid and have fun. It was fun watching them together. I mean, my kids are nine. You know what it's like to be able to go out and have a drink with your kids, right? That seems yeah, like- when they were nine years old, we were getting hammered. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Oh, no? Uh, no. <laughs> Peter, Peter and his kid Easton were there. And like they, we hung out a couple of nights and up in Omni's room having a beer or 17. It was good times. I, uh, I I keep floating the idea past the family of doing a whole uh, family trip to Chicago in April, bringing NorCal and SoCal kid with me. But I don't really? know. Everybody's everybody's adults and have busy lives. I don't know. It's, it's five months away. SoCal kid just started a new job, so it's or not not new. Like still working at the same hospital. They they started a new position, and then they're probably going to start another new position mm-hmm. in about five or six months because they they got some certifications to keep moving forward i actually had that that thought at thanksgiving actually talking to my brother-in-law he's again applying for a new position a raise i'm like that's one thing you don't get when you own a business is that like what's the next thing where am i going with my career right we're we're trying to build the business and that's that's what we're constantly looking for but there's part of me that kind of misses it, but a bigger part of me that doesn't like interviewing doesn't sound like fun. Where am I going to go? Doesn't sound like fun. Champ, we use nicknames here. I gave your kid a great nickname and I don't remember what it was, what, what it was now. What did it, I it call was, it? Butter? No, it was another H, wasn't it? What did I, what, what did I call your kid champ? Damn it. I enjoyed that name too. Anyways, yes, bring them. Bring yourself. And hey, uh, while you're at it, bring our stuff. <laughs> bring a trailer. <laughs> you know that trailer of of projectors and stuff? Why don't you just hitch that <laughs> onto your your car and bring it with you if you don't mind? Pickles. Uh, that would be pickles. That's what I was calling her. Pickles. Yes. Pickles, pickles. Next time we'll take you to somewhere better than a uh Denny's. Denny's. <laughs> We try. We try to take him to Shoeless Joe. I don't know, if, Sarah. I don't. I know you're not in the Chicago area anymore, but Shoeless Joe moved and they closed early now. Apparently, <laughs> well, the one by the hotel closed down a while ago, and then you you tried going to a different location that was also closed down or right closed right. for the evening or something. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So what what you, what you were talking about? I I was just thinking about that recently as well, and it's just like it's tough. 
I miss not having to think about every aspect of the business, like just being a developer and just worried about the project I'm working on and just doing that would be nice. That's why I think I enjoy when I get those moments where I get back into coding and I can be laser focused on some coding for a while. Mm-hmm. Cause I kind of feel like I'm that person again, but then you get dragged into so many different directions, but also I mean, the reality is nothing's ever felt so satisfying than the work we do now. And it's selfish. It's completely selfish because I feel like, you know, I don't know. I enjoy it. I, 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 it, it would be hard mentally for me. It, I think it'd be hard for me to have to report to somebody again. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I'm selfish, man. I, I just like set, setting the rules and saying, okay, this is how <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> and you're so good at running a business. I feel like we'd be more successful if I was good at it. But... Oh, did me, I, did so I you... misunderstand you, Sarah? Okay, it's it's not coming in through through the channel. I just saw apparently when you do a reply in Discord, it doesn't it doesn't get to restream. Right. But that's my fault, Sarah. I misunderstood Joe. Anyways, Shoeless Joe, Sarah, the new Shoeless Joe place doesn't was closed on us. <laughs> All right. Well, she got anything? I think the other cards I have, I'm gonna save for next week. Actually, one of them is probably dead, but. Yeah, I, I'm good. Right. Thought that was a good one. I'm excited. I'm excited about tech. I'm excited. Yeah, I guess that that's going to do it. Uh, let me queue up our outro stuff. I think I still we still have outro, right? I might have deleted it. I did not delete it. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for episode 361. I'm Eric. I'm John. Keep, Keep it, it ugly. ugly. One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shouts out to people. PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless it with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo, the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they're getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying, it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.